you know, you could say we are a flat organization, but we don't think so because we think there is definitely hierarchy within keto. Only it's not fixed and it's not put in an, in an organizational chart. Welcome to Outsides In, Tech Talks and Technium. Your regular dose of refreshing interviews, unusual talks and daring topics. Hook up your earphones for Outsides In. This is Esther and I'm here with Alessia to host another episode of Outsides In. We're going to talk about organizational change and culture, at least that is the plan. But from what I've heard, you never know what's going to happen with today's guests. So let me introduce to you Cedric and Leonard from Keto. And Keto is a rebellious marketing and IT company in Maasluis, where they love to challenge the status quo. They have no management or rules, unlimited holidays and colleagues who determine each other's salary. Sounds too good to be true? Well, let's find out. Welcome, Cedric and Leonard. What's up? Wow, that's a real compelling story. <laughs> cool, eh? Cool introduction. Well, good, yeah. good introduction. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Now I love myself you. even more. <laughs> yeah, your, your ego is uh, going uh, up to the sky, right? Through the roof. Silly? Yep. Yeah, through the Definitely. Roof. Cool. Okay, let's start with some, uh, some dilemmas to kick it off. For Leonard, okay. working remote or being in the office? Being in the office. Okay, Seth, watching Netflix or reading a book? <laughs> okay, Easy, right? next question, yeah. <laughs> okay, this is one for you. Speaking or listening? For me? Nee, for Cedric. Oh yeah, of oh, course. Speaking, definitely. Leonard? Speaking too, yeah. I like to hear okay. myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yes, this is going to be nice, huh, Esther? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yes. We are good listeners, so we will mm. listen to you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Last one. A player or a supporter? Set. Supporter, definitely. Because I'm lazy. And you like to drink beer on the sidelines? No, but I like to shout a lot. Okay, let's find out that later as well. Leonard, mm. for you? Player. Player? Yeah, I can't watch anybody else doing stuff. It's so boring to me. Yeah. Being in control? No, not necessarily being in control, but uh, I don't like other people playing something. I want to play myself. Okay, cool. Thanks. So, and then one more. Um, Cedric, meeting for coffee or for beer? Coffee. Coffee with, yeah, and always I offer, uh, I order a coffee with love in it. Okay. A little hard in it, in the cream. No, just made with love. Okay. We just, yeah. Right. How do you want okay. your coffee with love? Yeah, for Amanda? me, uh, I, yeah, beer because I don't like coffee, so that's easy. That's an easy one. Yeah. So you start your day with beer as well? Yeah, no problem. No, I'm a, I'm a kind of, I'm, I'm this tea guy, you know, I don't drink coffee, I take tea, my dear. That's, uh, that's basically <laughs> Englishman, all right. Yes. So, a Keto includes like various organizations as Keto, Keto K, Keto Y, Toscani and Swoon. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Can you please uh, tell something about these companies? Shall I start, Cedric? 
Probably. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so we started first. Uh, Cedric and Patrick started uh, the first keto, basically the the origin. Um, and out of the the first keto, that basically sprouted multiple uh, different organizations, so different startups. So one, the first one was uh, Keto Y, which is the one that I started along with Cedric. Uh, which does organizational advice and consultancy to other organizations about the way we are organized. We try to help other organizations get a little bit of that. So the transparency and having no managers or having more responsibility with the people um, and more freedom uh, to the people, basically. Um, and uh, Schwung is uh, uh, the one that basically does creative the creative process and the project management for the marketing group because Keto started as an e-commerce uh, organization or company, went into marketing more and so they still do marketing like in the, the, the most of the companies still do marketing mm -hmm. and Schwung does the project management and the conceptual strategy basically. And then we have uh, Toscani which is uh, a very old organization actually a lot older than Keto is but we uh, yeah we, we took them in um, and they basically do the technical part of uh, the, you know, making the websites. They have the, they have the full nerds. The nerdship is high in these guys. So, um, uh, yeah, they basically do all the programming uh, and stuff. And then we have the, the, the original Keto, which we now ke call Keto K, or uh, in, in Dutch, Keto Collega. So that's colleague, but then with a K, which is funny because it's Keto, kind of. It's not funny, but you know what I mean. It's not funny, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> but that's basically how they picked that one. And they they right. do the uh, the um, they basically are the marketing colleague for every other organization. So if you want to, uh, if you are like um, small to medium sized business and you don't have the money to get a, a whole marketing team around you, then you can hire these guys, and they basically are the multidisciplinary marketing team. But you only you know, you, you pay for uh, a lot less than having a whole staff. So basically that's how it goes. Well, it sounds really good. And if we go, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Keto Y. And yeah. that, uh, as you mentioned, it's more about organization culture. And yes. um, what do you guys think organization culture is about? What's the most important thing? People. Totally agree. Yeah, why? Yeah, that's that's the short answer. Yeah, it's it's all, all about how we engage with each other, the relationships that we have or don't have with each other. And I think that that's actually the trick. It does it all or it does nothing for you. Mm -hmm. And um, when we look at Keto, there are a lot of good relationships between the people, but there are a lot of co-workers I don't even know the name of. And I'm not particularly proud of it that I don't know their name. But why should I know their name? Because I'm the owner of Keto or something. Uh, you know, that's, mm -hmm. I just, I, I know the co-workers um, that I work with and I know them really well. And we are, well, I can say I've got a lot of friends at the office. And that's, uh, that's, that's what culture is about for me. About friends and working with, uh, with the people you like. True relationships at the office. And that means culture for me. So in a, way, in a way, you have got your own culture at home as well. And uh, here I've got this company culture because we're officially a company, but it's just how we engage uh, with each other. And that's, yeah, for me, that's it. 
Uh, Leonard has got this uh, definition. I think that's a better one because he studied uh, organizational psychology and I didn't. And he's smarter but, than me. But, but Cedric, would you say like your uh, group friends working together? Yeah, not everybody is friends, but you can be, uh, this can be your life. If you don't have a life, you can build one within Quito. Uh, mm -hmm. And if you do have a really uh, fantastic life, you can create another one next to it, or you can combine those two like it's nothing. And um, I don't see any difference between work and private life. Okay. So, For so me, you there's just. As your, as, their, as your own family almost? Uh, I'm, I'm also building my own uh, living room within Quito and I'm starting to live at the office. I think like for real. He has a bed next, here next, and a, and a closet with yeah. his clothes and stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of creepy getting out. Do, yeah, do, does it is. Leonard, do you like uh, having Cedric living at the office? It's fine. He can do whatever he wants. I'm not bothered by it. He has to be... The only thing I'm worried about is that he uh, is too you know, engulfed in his work, so he can't get loose anymore from it, which, you know, he says, you know, work and private, private life is uh, not separate for me, which is true in Cedric's case. So he's, he's basically, or working all the, all the time, but he also, you know, uh, his private or life never work working. Is, no, yeah, whatever he wants. Uh, he doesn't call it work anymore. Well, it's fine. Mm. Um, what about you? Um, I, I, I think I'm, I, I don't necessarily see that there has to be a big difference. It's just part of my life that I work. Uh, and if you would call it work, because I kind of do what I want to do, which is very nice uh, to be in that position. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I'm sometimes with my family and sometimes I'm not. And, um, and sometimes I'm with my friends or with my colleagues, which are also friends and um, uh, talking to interesting people and uh, you know uh, technium uh, people i don't know you know you're so yeah it's for me it's um i think i'm i, I think i'm uh if i look at my own personality i'm a little bit more boxed in everything so i have a kind of you know i have a friend box i have a family box i have a kind of also a work box mm -hmm. but uh, I, I don't necessarily need to keep you know that everything has to be in perfect balance or something you know it's yeah. It's right. fine if I work a lot and don't see my friends for some time and then I see my friends more and I don't work as much or something, which is fine. So you're more, you're, you're more, you're more organized than Cedric. Cedric is uh, one chaotic. Uh, well, I'm, um, I'm very not structured as well. So I'm a bit chaotic as well, but he is like a way another level. Like that's, I can't go, you know, if I'm like a, a, a dune, a chaotic dune, he's like Mount Everest basically. So that's, uh, yeah. And who, uh, if you think about company culture, what do you think is the most important thing about a culture in a company? Is it also the people? Yeah, well, the people make the culture, that's for sure. So um, I think when, I think a lot of organizations think that when, uh, you know, they have a culture and it's kind of set. Uh, but I think that when uh, one person leaves and another person comes in, the, the culture changes instantly. So, and I think you have to kind of reset it every time uh, a person leaves or a person uh, comes in. And uh, I think a lot of organizations don't, uh, don't uh, you know, see that like that or don't uh, engage in it like that. But, um, you know, every person brings a little bit of their own, uh, you know, their, their own personalities, their own backgrounds, their, what, they ha what they think is right and wrong. And so everything changes a little bit, their own opinions, of course. So, yeah. And uh, so culture is fluid. 
Um, yeah. yeah, that's why that's why I never believe in cultural man manuals and manifestos that mm -hmm. say, well, okay, this is who we are, this is how we live. When you work at our company, this is how you engage. Well, <laughs> well, he wanted to. Curse. I just don't yeah. believe. I just really don't believe in it. <laughs> and when you uh, when you look at culture uh, at uh, different companies, what do you see uh, most often going wrong? <laughs> oh, a lot. No, the the, I think that <laughs> <laughs> while writing stuff down, it's no. That's interesting, actually. If you uh, a lot of companies they write their you know their whys or their you know their values and norms. They write it down. I've I've went to a big uh, corporate. I won't mention the name that has columns within the, the big office and on the columns, the, the whole columns were filled with the why and the norms and the values, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of stupid because what, what it basically does is it makes, uh, it makes it a non-conversation. You know, you can't have a conversation about it anymore because it's written down and people kind of see that those things as like, it came from God or something, you know, it's now written down and nobody can touch it anymore. It's the Ten Commandments of this company and you know you can't touch it and that's that's kind of wrong because it should change with new developments in the world you know uh, things are changing yeah. rapidly so and then you're so still you stuck with the old ones. what you're saying is you should embrace the flu fluidity yeah, yeah definitely because and that's so if freedom. you write it down it's it's fixed and that sucks because maybe i have a different set of values when i come in and i want to change a little bit but now i have to uh, to conform to the to the things that are there and sometimes that's okay in a, in a slight way, but if I lose myself, my energy will be lost as well and I'm not motivated to do as much work as I could. Yeah, but sometimes uh, like a manifesto or beliefs or something like that, they also like connect the, the people within. If you have a, like a big organization, some values connect the people within it. What, why Don't do you think, think that? Now, why well, do you think? Well, sometimes when you uh, work in a department, then you really feel like they, those people have some shared values. And it's not like we, uh, somebody said these are the values, but it's like just what you feel from working with them. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it could change, but it's, it's also, it says something about a, a certain department or a company or a group, a group of people. That's yeah. basically what a company is, but yes. Yeah, but the question is, is do you need to feel connected to the people in your department or do you need to feel the connection with the whole organization? And yeah, that's I don't very interesting, I think, as well, because uh, when you look at uh, Technium, we have uh, people working in Soetermeer, in Groningen, in Rotterdam, in Die Hague, in, uh, in Amsterdam, uh, and uh, probably Breda, probably Mr. City, and then it's hard to uh, to like maintain one company culture. Every department and every team has a different culture yes. already. Yes. Well, like Alessia, yeah. this is something we're struggling with sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah I agree. So that's that's one of the reasons where we we try to go local to mm -hmm. make it a little bit different for every city or every offices in in different cities. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I think, yes, on, on one hand, yes, I think values can connect everybody to one purpose, but on the other hand, everybody should have his own. So it's like a, a dilemma. I agree. Mm -hmm. We just tell diff 50 different stories and all of those stories combined and summarized make one big story. And it's not that we tell one story and then after that 50 stories have to fit in within that one story. 
And that's the big problem with a lot of companies that when you're talking a lot of, uh, well, we, we're talking about it now for like 15 minutes, like one culture, but is it really, does it really exist? Is it really important? So my question for you is uh, if one of you uh, asked me, ask me to do something for you, I probably will because uh, I like you, uh, uh, we are uh, connecting, but if KPN asks me to do it, I'm like, well, why? Technium, I don't know Technium, I don't care, and I don't need to know their mission statement to do something for you. Yeah, so yeah. to sum it up, culture is about making relationships with each other. Yeah, yeah. really really going for it, and, and, and just don't be scared, and, and make the connection, and, and enrich your own life with, with new people, and friends, and, and hobbies, and, and uh, crazy stuff like Leonard and I are going uh, in the theater uh, the beginning in, of November and uh, December for the first time in, in our lives we're doing four theater shows I didn't really didn't think I would be in a theater like once in my life or something <laughs> but with Leonard I am uh, and yesterday we practiced for the second time uh, already so it's a month uh, away and we yeah. practice for the second time yeah. so and you can all, imagine all how tickets, cool this yeah almost all tickets are sold out even so we have <laughs> yeah we're ob obliged to practice um, so if you and, want and tickets we have to be fast uh, last year yeah definitely <laughs> and yesterday for the first time uh, in my life i tried to sing a song and uh, leonard played the guitar and i tried it and it sucked so we we'll probably don't do it but that's another thing but i can practice you can try, and, and it. You can try yeah, it right now maybe I, we can <laughs> yeah. it's important you practice a lot we, our relationship hasn't hasn't been that well evolved so we have to do something about that i think before <laughs> okay i'll keep yeah. that in mind but that's transactional you have to buy a ticket yeah <laughs> Oh man! But, but you should try uh, poetry, uh, Cedric, because you're good at poetry. And then oh uh, yeah, definitely. There, there's going uh, to yeah. There's uh, there's coming uh, a poetry poetry uh, book. How do you call it? A gedicht. A poetry book. book. Yeah. Speaking of books, you both uh, wrote a book, right? Yes, we did. Ninety-nine problems, but the boss ain't one. It's the <laughs> worst title ever. No, that's a really great title. Still. I love Jay -Z. the title. Jay Z. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love the title, fans. and you cannot like read it without hearing in your mind like 99 problems, but the A1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. hit me. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of Jay Z fans, but um, yeah, we wrote a book. I'm already I'm uh, working on my second one, which is a totally different one. But um, yeah, it's a novel now, or no, <laughs> no, no. That I think that's really interesting, though. That. Novels, I think, are actually way more harder than nonfiction. But um, I'm writing another nonfiction, so that's <laughs> I'm not that skilled yet to write a novel, I think. All right, well, you wrote already one book. Uh, and um, in all interviews, you guys talk a lot, a lot about self-organizing organization instead mm -hmm. of self-managing. So mm -hmm. what's the difference and why do you think it's important to make that distinction? <laughs> well, I think, I think both of the terms actually are a little bit annoying because both of them give some uh, image of what it should be like. And uh, I think what we kind of preach is that you kind of have to do your own thing with your own organization. Ask your people again, what do they want? 
what does everybody want? And that will differ because there are different people in an organization. So, and when you put a label on it, like self-managing or self-organization, some people will kind of flinch away from it because they say, oh no, not this. We're going to go into another change or something. Or we're going to be hip to do, you know, we're doing agile now and now we're doing self-management or now we're doing self-organization or now we're doing holacracy or sociocracy or I don't know how you ever want to call it. <laughs> I feel, that's kind feel of like we've been there, done that, Alas. Yeah. Totally agree. <laughs> yeah. And and everybody has this like cringy moment with it, you know, oh no, or not not again this new type of thing. You know, and so we kinda like to stay away from those words and uh, uh so we don't have like a you know, this is the keto style or something, or you know, we have we don't have a, we don't have a name for it. and so we kind of change names every now and then. So one time we call it self organized, and then we call it free organizing or different way of organizing or whatever you want to call it. Experimental, yeah. It's just not organizing, it's not organizing it at all, I think. I think no. that's the big trick. And, um, and when you just don't do anything, it will, it will, it will come as, itself. as itself. Yeah. And, uh, but it's not really, it's not really laissez-faire. If you, mm. you know, you know, no. we kind of do something, but it's that, basically yeah, more in our personality that we do certain things and then things will happen from there. Along and the and, and we, yeah, and we kind of have a few basic premises, you know, we want, we like freedom a lot, we like to uh, get everybody involved, so we we give a lot of transparency and we think that we're not, I think, we're not, um, uh, we're not uh, alike, uh, you know, we're not, we're not equal in that way, but we, there is a certain, you know, we're all on the same level. In Dutch we would call it gelijkwaardig, uh, mm -hmm. I don't really have the English term for it, but we're not gelijk. But we are gelijkwaardig. I'm going to talk in English. Gelijkwaardig. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's so how there's I talk difference. German. <laughs> yes. So there's this difference, right? And uh, um, and I think that's, that's a really important starting point that we all have the same information. We can make decisions about everything. And when you kind of want to do, want to have those things, then other things need to go away. So we don't have managers because then somebody is in a position which is higher and he or she will make the decision for other people. And we don't want that, so away with you guys. And we don't want excessive rules because we want to keep it simple and have a lot of trust in each other. So there are no rules. So basically we kind of de-organized a lot so that we have a, you know, we can focus on our work. Yeah, but, but you did make some, some fundamental decisions like we like it flat. Uh, we don't have any HR policies regarding uh, uh, days yeah. on leave or stuff like that. So I think exactly. you made so some explicit choices. Yeah, you made yeah, choices to not organize things in that way. So to say, okay, well, uh, those are managing itself. Uh, and when we say, okay, let's, let's get to know each other and uh, take care of each other, then you don't have to talk about a policy uh, on behalf of responsibility or something. So we don't have these difficult talks on uh, why aren't you taking your responsibility? Well, uh, it's just you're helping each other, right? So you don't, you, uh, when you don't, you don't let your friend uh, down. Um, yeah, you don't you want to help your friends. Yes, Thank you don't you. leave your friends or abandon nope. your friends or your abandon your yeah. family. I agree, but. Uh, to, to give you a little insight on Technium, because we do have mm -hmm. HR policy, because we are a part of a big corporate called uh, KPN. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we had a, a big discussion on, uh, on Slack about growth bots. How can I grow as a developer? Uh, and, and some people think there is a need for policy. Other, other 
people don't think there's a, a need for policy. So what's your perspective on that? That's interesting. I think a lot of people have that, yeah. They, they, they see progress in their own uh, career development as getting a higher pin. But that's just something you kind of need to, um, like, okay, so maybe it's good to tell it from our side, is that we don't think we are a flat organization. You know, you could say we are a flat organization, but we don't think so, because we think there is definitely hierarchy within Quito. Only it's not fixed and it's not put in an, in an organizational chart. Uh, uh, so, and we don't have positions that are saying that you are now the leader or something. We just situa situational leadership or situational hierarchy, which means that depending on the situation or depending on who is the expert or what, what the deal is, somebody will rise up and take command basically for a, a limited amount of time to fix the problem or to do something. And that has all to do with ownership and responsibility, right? Yeah. If somebody feels, feels Experience responsible. Experience as well. Yeah, but also leadership qualities. Some people have more leadership qualities than others. They, they, they have a, a knack for helping others out or uh, supporting others or, or are more able to put out a vision for something uh, than mm -hmm. others are. And so they, they take the initiative or take the responsibility maybe even more. And, uh, and then so it goes. And, but, and it's, yeah, but it's never fixed. For example, the past two months, I'm not really in a great uh, shape. Um, so then I'm, well, sometimes even whining at the office. And then uh, other colleagues and co-workers take over. And they say, well, Cedric, you sit down. We'll manage it. And then, uh, then I'm not the leader or something. So sometimes yeah. I'm the leader on some topics, but not all the time and not on everything. And the then they also ask you to, de to decrease on the salary, or not? Because uh, you have m yeah. less that, output. That, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that, that so can be could, asked. Could so yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, those those questions uh, are being asked uh, regularly. Not not to me because I'm like <laughs> really great. But um, yeah, there are some uh, some equals uh, that, that have had the question. Yeah. Okay, but, but then you have a really open culture because people ask for it and, and they give you feedback. They give it, uh, Cedric feedback as well. I think you as well, uh, Leonard. Yes, uh, yes. How do you stimulate sure. that? Because I think that's the, the, the main problem that people s speak up their minds and say, what the fuck, Cedric? Uh, you need mm -hmm. to have more output uh, yeah. for your salary uh, income. Yeah. Yeah, that ways, took some time. Yeah. Um, it wasn't always like that. No. So. It took some time with us. First off, I have, to, I, have to, yeah, I have to give the, uh, the good example. Yeah? Uh, uh, so do it myself to other people. Um, and they see that it works for them. Uh, then I have to ask, please give it to me as well, because I, have to, uh, I want to learn as well. Uh, then when I got this criticism, I had to be really chill and cool about it and uh, show it all uh, and show off. That's, ah, oh, thank you so much. I love it. <laughs> Uh, but really, but, but uh, keep it authentic. Um, and after a while, everybody says, okay, well, you can, you can tell Cedric like everything. And even uh, new interns, we call them prospects within Quito. Uh, <laughs> they, they notice that they are even, uh, yeah, they can say everything to me. But sometimes I bite and, uh, yeah, and hit them yeah, real you're, hard. You're human after all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah, half human, <laughs> half animal, yeah. <laughs> and um, when you, um, you have a lot of experiments, right? Of exper mm -hmm. You are experimenting in the organization. So what is your favorite experiment within Quito? 
Did you ask that question to me or to Cedric? Both, <laughs> but I see Both. Cedric laughing at you as well, so. Yeah, for me, I think, um, I, I think the, interesting, the most interesting experiment that we did until now, because uh, maybe we'll find some other ones, was the, was the, the Sentiments app. And um, uh, so that was an app that we thought of that uh, where uh, all the colleagues could rate each other on just one scale, so a feeling scale. So that's why the Sentiments app, it's called like that. And uh, so it's just, a, it's just a bar and you can just put a person on the left side or the right side of the bar. Uh, the one side is good, the other side is less good. And then you do that for different colleagues and that would determine the salary for the colleague each month because it would also be related to the, uh, uh, to the revenue that we had that month, that month and the costs that we have that month. So uh, people will kind of be more like entrepreneurial in that regard because they, if the company does good and we have less costs, then people will earn more that month and if it goes sour, then people will earn less. And so we wouldn't have any more losses in the company anymore. Yeah. Because if there, you know, if we have a, a lot of, you know, high costs, then the salaries would go down and it will level everything. Yeah. And that was a great experiment, but it kind of failed because it was the wrong timing and the app didn't work as well and all kinds of stuff happened. But so that was a bit of a shame, but I think it's still a really great idea, even though it's kind of crazy. But is there going to be an, like a sentiments app to Bordeaux? Well, People have discussed it and it's still in discussion mode. Uh, every, every now and then it comes back, like we should really do it again. Mm -hmm. uh, but then people don't have any time to really fix the app again because you know they're working for clients and stuff. So it's yeah. always kind of in limbo, uh, but uh, I hope yeah. someday it will happen again. But then you all see right. it in different, the, the thing is that because we're now in different entities, they all have different subcultures and, uh, and different ways of hiring and uh, decide upon each other's salary. So for instance, at Keto Y, the colleagues don't e decide upon each other's salary like they do in other entities, but mm -hmm. the colleagues decide their own salary and people hire themselves instead of that we hire them. So people can make their own contract and say, well, I want uh, this amount of money each month and we'll sign blindly. Uh, so um, it's but fine. But is, is there, uh, has that gone wrong at some point nope. or no? no? It's kind of in reverse. The first person that did it gave himself minimum wage. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were I like, know. what too? Why did I you know, do it works, it's, it's it works. <laughs> yeah. So that's really crazy. And we also do that with uh, the interns that come here. We'll say, you can make up your own internal fee, or your intern yeah. fee, if you, we don't care. Do whatever you want. And they always, uh, downgrade themselves and they sometimes even give themselves lower uh, salaries than they had at other companies that they were intern. And uh, is there a difference there. between uh, women and men in, uh, uh, no. in terms of giving the salary to themselves? No, not yet. All right. <laughs> hey Cedric, uh, what's your favorite experiment? Uh, I think I'm, I'm really proud and, uh, and humble to the fact that we have 50 shareholders. Uh, in the company and uh, first off I started uh, the company with uh, Patrick um, and now there are 48 more shareholders nine years later and those shareholders are co-workers uh, clients of Quito uh, customers uh, um, uh, suppliers uh, fans of the first hour and um, even neighbors of, uh, of the company 
And uh, I really love that. And the uh, second thing, uh, the, the, the next experiment that I will love the most, I think, is that I'm uh, thinking about uh, lowering my own wage to uh, zero, uh, zero salary. Because I would like to be a volunteer for Quito and um, be responsible to make my own money each month again and be really free. Because I think it's too easy to, to just get my management fee and say, well, thank you, Quito. You really can uh, work without me, but I'm yeah, so I don't really have to take a position, mm -hmm. but I am because it's my right. And that's why I claim my management fee. And I think that's not really uh, matching with how we are. Well, so I think I, that's I, really I'm, bold to do so. Yeah, but, but on I'm, the other hand, you're going I'm, in theaters now. Yeah, but I'm really not sure if I'm uh, able to sing in theater. So if, if that's a really um, wise, yeah, wise decision. Um, and I'm not, I've not made my mind up yet, but it's it's in my head already. So probably gonna happen. Yeah, well, I, I think it's the perfect uh, subject for maybe another podcast uh, in the future with Keto. Yeah, but then you Fine have to us. pay for it. Yeah, he, don't, he doesn't have salary. Because he's famous then, yeah. <laughs> okay, but then no, you have to sing as well. That's the, <laughs> come on. Then you, yeah, then, then you, then you have to uh, make If you pay him, he will do anything. Later so. this health, because I'm in the gutter oh. then, right. No, but if you pay him, he, he's, he's very, you know, if you pay him, he'll do anything, so. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, on that note, I think yeah. uh, we, <laughs> we learned uh, really a lot and um, it's uh, a true inspiring how to see uh, how you uh, work in Quito and how you uh, talk about people and people in department and see colleagues as friends and family and um, I think we uh, have a lot of inspiration to take back to uh, Technium. You're really, you're, you're, that's a compelling story again Esther. <laughs> She's the, MC no, of, she's the MC of Technium. She's brilliant. <laughs> nice. nice. But you're right, Esther. You're definitely Please right. Please all say it together. Esther, you're brilliant. You're Esther. brilliant. One, two, three. Esther, Esther you're brilliant. You're brilliant. <laughs> okay, I think on that note, we are going to end the podcast. Uh, or do you have something to add? Where can we people find information about you guys? Or where do, I need, do they need to buy tickets to go to the theaters? They need to buy the book. That's for sure. Yeah. No, and uh, but they, if they if they uh, type in keto, so that's uh, a key and then a toe, uh, like that, and then you uh, then you will find everything about us, I guess. Yeah. The podcast that we have, we have a book, we have a website. Podcast is on Spotify. It's called Who Dom. Yeah, and, uh, I can really recommend it. Yeah, it's only in Dutch. Ninety-nine yeah, problems, but the boss in one, and that's on bol.com and uh, management book also and in all, Dutch. all others. Also in Dutch. And we have Keto um, Academy, Keto which Academy, is, and where we, it's really we have a important. course there, <laughs> we which need is subtitled in English because it's uh, five, six months, uh, six months young, and that's uh, that 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 needs all support that we can get. And there's really quality content on it, uh, like Champions League level, with the biggest, uh, really the biggest uh, players in uh, in Holland, because we know them all, and they are working with us. So that's with uh, Arke van Brakel, Nick van den Adel, and all other big people. And they are mm -hmm. on it, and that's like a Netflix concept. So uh, just uh, 80 euros each year, and all content is yours, including workbooks. So you for can personal cross development cross stuff. Courses online. Yeah, 
And so for personal development stuff, it's like the best you can get for the lowest price. So, <laughs> yes. Wow. He's really selling now. Leonard, sales pitch. I know. Exactly. He might not be a good recruiter, but he is a great salesman. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this was a great sales pitch, to be honest, but <laughs> normally he is a great sales guy. So, uh, <laughs> but that's basically because he gets under your skin and then he kind of manipulates you. Yeah. And there In it gets way. creepy again. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys, uh, Cedric Leonard, for, uh, well, for uh, being guests in our podcast. And yeah. um, hope to talk, you, maybe talk to you soon in the future when, um, when you have new experiments or new thoughts uh, on uh, how to work in, uh, well, in organizations. Would be really great. It was nice to thank be here. Thank you. Good luck Thanks. on the podcast. Thanks. Thanks.